Before I launch into the deep, you know, there is a deep. Yeah. Scripture says deep calls unto deep, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, we'll go, we can go as far as the Lord, as far as we allow the Lord to take us. Because we're, we're that limiting factor on it, right? We're the ones who tend to limit what God can do in our lives. You know, in Psalms it says that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel. And by limiting, sometimes we just aren't where the Lord wants to get us to. And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to step aside and say, Lord, have your way in us. And I'm going to teach just a little bit in preparation for what we're going to do next. So I'll read some scriptures to you in preparation for that. You can go over to John 14. And uh, we'll read in John 14 as well as John 16. And uh, before I do that, though, I need to do something else. So, rumor has it that uh, today marks marks another year of experience for you, Karen. Yeah. So, years of experience are good, right? They're called birthdays otherwise. And Karen just under two short years ago, was at death's door in the hospital, ridiculous amounts of COVID and all the bad things, right? And it looks like she's not going to make it. And here we are just under two years later from that event. And not only do we have it to celebrate because Karen's with us in another year of experience, but we've got a life to celebrate that was almost taken from us. Whew. Father, we thank you. Thank you. You're faithful to your word. Thank you that you watch over it to perform it and accomplish it. Thank you that you sent us a healer. And we just lay hold of that right now. Healing. If you need healing in your body right in here, this room tonight, just lift up your hand and receive from the Lord. Father, we receive. You said that by His wounds we are healed and we lay hold of it right now. And we thank You, Lord, that Your Word hasn't lost any of its power. That You still are watching for those that You might encounter and bring healing and health into their body. And we receive it right now, so be healed in Jesus' name. And Father, we bless You and we thank You for bringing Karen back to full health and life here in this body. We thank You for sparing her life, Lord. We thank You that You didn't leave the Everhart home without, without a mother, without a wife, but that she still blesses that home and that You'll give her many more years. And we bless You for these good things in Jesus' name. Isn't He awesome? Life is to be celebrated. It doesn't matter if you're brand new, born yesterday, or 200 years old. I don't think there's anyone here that's that old, but maybe we ought to go for it. See who can reach it first. Some of you have a head start on the rest of us looking at you in the third row. I don't want to say his name, else Gene will be embarrassed, but I love you, brother. So did you find John? In John chapter 14 and in... Verse 16, and I will ask the Father, Jesus is the one speaking, I will ask the Father and He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. Someone say Spirit of truth. 
He is the Spirit of truth. Not the Spirit of the lies. The Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive Him because it doesn't see Him or know Him, but you do know Him because He remains with you and will be in you. That was future tense because Jesus had not yet gone to the cross. He had not resurrected. The Holy Spirit had not been given yet. But in this, and we're now on the other side of it, so we have the Spirit of truth within you. If you've been born again, there is a Spirit living on the inside of you that testifies to truth. If you look over in chapter 16 and down in verse 13, it says, again, Jesus is speaking. He says, when the Spirit of truth, again, He calls it by name, Spirit of truth. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Christ. There's many names, right, that are given to the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. Look at your neighbor and say, the Spirit of truth will guide you. Into all truth. He goes on and he says, why? He says, he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. So not only minister the truth to you and show you what is true and what is a lie, but he will show you things that haven't even happened yet. He will show you things that are to come. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that I have the Spirit of the creating God living on the inside of me that can show me things that are come, that haven't happened yet, that shows and leads me into the way of truth. In fact, His name is on the line to do it. Did you know that? In Psalms 23, which we'll probably read later tonight, in Psalms 23, it says that He leads us in the right paths for whose name's sake? His name's sake. He has a reputation on the line. And it's uber important. Can I say it that way? Uber important that you know truth. And that He wants to minister that to you from the inside out. Here in uh, 1 John, if you'll go over there to chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. This is all the hors d'oeuvres. I'm setting the table so that we can eat the meal that's coming. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. We'll come back and read 26 in a bit, but let's first see 27. As for you, look to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. You don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things, there it is again, and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, remain in him. His anointing teaches you all things. He says to the point where you don't even need a teacher. Now we know that he wasn't doing away with teachers because in Ephesians and in Corinthians it talks about the body, the church, being given the gift of teachers by Jesus himself after the resurrection. Right? So they have a place in the body, but the point is, is you are not reliant upon them to know truth. The truth lives in you. His name is Jesus. And by that Spirit on the inside of you, He will divide truth. He'll show you truth. He'll he'll teach you this way, not that way. That way, not this way. And sometimes you'll just have a, "Mm, something's wrong with that. You don't know why. But that's Him alerting you on the inside, right? And in particular here in verse 27, so that you don't take it out of context, verse 26 is the context. People were trying to deceive them. People were trying to deceive them. 
And he is saying, look, you don't even need anyone to teach you. The Spirit within you will show you the truth. So even in the face of deception, if you'll pay attention on the inside, this is why it's so important that you and I are Spirit-led. That we're first spirit beings, we have an eternal soul, and we live in a temporary tent called a body. But you and I are spirit beings, and we need to be led by His Spirit so that we don't come into deception in these end times. You know, if you, if you haven't noticed, things haven't exactly slowed down. You know, when Peter said these are end times, <clears throat> well, we live in even deeper end times, and things haven't slowed down. And as, as darkness has ramped up and sped up and become darker, well, light hasn't changed, but it certainly looks brighter in a dark world. Light has always been bright. Now, we'll go over to Luke and then to the Psalms. Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, and we're putting on the last pieces of silverware here and the plates and the napkins before the meal. In Luke 24 and verse 44. Now, it's important that you hear what I say this before we read. Jesus has been resurrected already. He went to the cross. He already fulfilled that. And now He's been resurrected. And the Spirit of Christ is available to anyone who believes on Him. And, and they received the Spirit of Christ right here. They weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, but the Holy Spirit came within them because here in this chapter, Jesus comes and reveals Himself to the disciples and they believe. And in fact, in verse, in verse 45, it says He opened their minds to understand the Scripture. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells on the inside of you. Your mind is open to understand Scripture. In fact, over in 1 Corinthians 3, it says that the, there's a veil that lays over the mind until one turns to Christ. And then the veil is removed. And that's what happened here. They were born again in this case. But here's what I want you to see an important thing that Jesus made a statement about in verse 44. He told them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. See, they're on the other side of it now. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, all right, and the prophets, and the Psalms, must be fulfilled. If you are of the thought process that maybe Psalms is, you know, some of it applies for today, some doesn't, I, I don't know. You know, we looked at, when I grew up, that's how we looked at the Psalms. It was poetry. That's how we looked at Proverbs. I mean, I'll give you an example. We, we would, were not allowed to have any kind of musical instruments growing up besides the harmonica. And that was grandfathered in from the Amish because the Amish had it. But a bunch of the people that started our, our church that I grew up in in Missouri, they came out of the Amish. And so that's how harmonicas were grandfathered into our rule book. Well, there was no other kind of musical instrument that we were allowed to have. You weren't allowed to listen to any kind of musical instruments. And we could have cassette tapes, but you, it had to all be a cappella singing. And so then eventually these wise guys came out and started making all these um, acapella sounds that sound like instruments, right? It's amazing what they can do. So they quickly cut that one out and said we weren't allowed to have that either because that sounds like an instrument. And here's the, here's the point I'm getting to. They said we shouldn't have this. And so I would say, and others would say, well, what about psalms? It says we're supposed to, you know, sing with stringed instruments. And it says that we're supposed to have cymbals. And it says there's supposed to be clashing and, and, and all of these things. What about that? And the response was always the same. No matter who we ask, this was the response. Well, that's the Psalms. 
is discredited, right? It's psalms. It's, it's poetry. It's, you know, whatever. It was for them back then. But no, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus says, everything written about me must be fulfilled. That's in the law of Moses. That's in the prof- prophetical books and in the psalms. Must be fulfilled. So, table set, dinner's ready. I invite you to the book of Psalms and chapter 1. Now, the book of Psalms and Proverbs, Jesus had those to read. Did you know that? Those were before His time. Right? And they, he, they would quote from these books because they knew them just like you and I. They have the same thing to look at that you and I do in the book of Psalms and Proverbs and Isaiah and some of those. And here, the book of Psalms is really a book of songs, right? They would sing these. And I know that there's sometimes people will put music to these. Um, when I'm alone, I, I don't expect to do that tonight, but I've done things I didn't expect to before. Um, but when I'm alone, I like to sometimes sing the Psalms, but I'll put them to a tune that I know, you know, an old hymn or a song that is current for me today that I'll put the words to that and just sing it in that tune. Because I've never done real well at inventing tunes. I mean, it's fine when I'm alone, but it needs to be heard through spiritual ears to be a good sounding noise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just begin to read in Psalms. And I am going to comment from time to time little bits, probably not a whole lot. Um, I'm going to act just like I would if I was alone in my office with the Lord. Because this is what I do. And I'll read it out loud. I'll, I'll teach to myself. I'll preach to myself and to the Lord. And I'm inviting you all into that. Now, what I do not want this to be is us watching pastor commune with the Word. No, you got to get past that. And this is you communing with the Word. His name is Jesus. We have the Word right here. And there's going to be times that I'll stop and I'll say, um, let's repeat that and then let's just do the repeat after me format. I'll say a line, repeat it after me. Because the Psalms are really powerful that way. A lot of Psalms that if we'll just, if we will make them our own, if we will say them from a heart of faith, from our heart, from our mouth, it becomes our confession. It becomes our reality. So Psalms in chapter 1 and verse 1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. Lord, I delight in your instruction. Your instruction, your word is awesome. Thank you, Father, for your word. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it, Day and night. That's right. That's right. I meditate on it day and night. Let's, let's repeat that. It's forefront in my mind. I just think on Your Word, Lord. Your Word is precious to me. Verse 3, He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams. Now the thing I like about trees is they're not here today and gone tomorrow like grass. There's substance to them. They're there, right where they're supposed to be. They're planted. And Lord, You've planted me. Thank You for planting me. He's like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bear its fruit 
in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Lord, I'm that tree. Let's repeat that. Lord, I'm that tree. Whatever I do prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Thank you, Lord, for watching over my way. Thank you, Father, for making me righteous. Thank you, Lord, that you, you, your eye is on me and that you're watching every pathway I go and that you protect me. But the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Now, anytime I say something, I'll just take a, uh, take a break right here. Anytime I say something that I didn't ask you to repeat, but you want it to be your declaration, there's a word that they've invented in the English language. And it's called amen. amen. It means so be it. So anytime something like that, you don't have to wait for me to invite you to talk. You just go right ahead and speak up. Alright, Psalms 2. Coronation of the sun. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and His anointed one. Now this is demonic inspiration. Anytime that someone conspires against the Lord and against His anointed one, it's demonic in origin. Demonic inspiration. This is what they say in verse 3. Let's tear off their chains and throw their ropes off of us. This is God's response. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. <laughs> the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridicules them. Then He speaks to them in His anger and terrifies them in His wrath. I have installed My King on Zion, My holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree, He said to me. You are My Son. Today I have become Your Father. Now all through Psalms we'll see this is a fulfillment of Jesus. Today you've become My Son. Today I've become Your Father. That was when Jesus was resurrected because Jesus had new birth then. He was born again. That's why He's called the firstborn. Firstborn. Because you and I are the you know, gazillionth born. Glory to God. In verse 8, Ask of Me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. Ask of Me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. Well, Father, I ask You for Lancaster County. I ask You for Chester County. I ask You for York County. I ask You for Berks County, Lebanon County, and all the counties surrounding, all the way around, Lord. I ask You for Pennsylvania. I ask You for the people of this nation, Lord. Thank You for, for planting us in this place for such a time as this. Lord, I'm asking You for the people, for them, and the land as an inheritance and a possession. Father, not only do I ask for them, but Father, I'm asking You to send workers to these places. I'm asking You, Lord, to send people into the, the people's lives, into those that are backslidden, into those that have not made You the Lord of their life. Send people to them that they will hear. 
Father, I ask You for a door into their life. And we're willing to go. We're willing to be those people, Father. I'm willing. I'm asking You for a door into the people's lives that I meet in the supermarket. For the people's lives that I meet at the gym. For the people's lives that I meet in, at the store or everywhere else that I go. Lord, I'm asking You for a door into their life. And then, Lord, I'm asking You for boldness and the right words to speak. That each time, the right thing would just well up on the inside of me. And, and that those words would be like apples of, of gold on pictures of silver, Lord. That they would just go right in and find the mark. And, and that You would do a thing within the person and bring them into ki Your kingdom and out of darkness. And I thank You for boldness every time, Lord. Lord, I ask that Your Word that is spoken would find good soil in their heart. Good soil in their heart. And it will bring forth the harvest of righteousness for You. And Father, I ask You to grant them the gift. Give them the gift of repentance. The ability to change from being one way in darkness to being another way full of light. And I thank You, Lord. You said to ask, and I've asked You now. I expect this is going to be happening everywhere I go. And thank You for it. In verse 9, You will break them with an iron scepter. You will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the Son, or He will be angry and you will perish in your road of rebellion. For His anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in Him are happy. Lord, I am happy. I take refuge. Repeat after me. I take refuge in You. I am happy in You. Psalms 3, this is a psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. Must have been a difficult time in his life. He's been to the pinnacle of success. He's, he's seen so many things. You know, Goliath is now just a distant memory and a story they tell. And then someone from his own household rises up against him and tries to take his life and takes tries to take the authority that the Lord has, has bestowed on him. This is what he says. He says, Lord, in verse 1, Lord, how many foes, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Now when you see that Selah, Selah means to like take a pause. Consider it. Many are saying about me, there's no help for him in God. Written him off. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts up my head. Let's say that. You, Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory. You are the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain, Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. Let's say that. I lie down and I sleep in peace. He awakes me refreshed and renewed because He restores my life. Verse 6, I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. 
Your blessing, Lord, be upon me. Your blessing be upon the people of this house. Father, your blessing is the mark that identifies us as yours. And we thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for healing. Thank you for just touching us every day in every way. In Psalms 4, this is a night prayer. It's to be done with stringed instruments, a psalm of David. It says, answer me when I call, God, of my righteousness. You freed me from affliction. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, sons of men, will my honor be insulted? How long will you love what is worthless and pursue a lie? Probably, if we would take that verse, verse 2, chapter 4, and cut it out and print it out and put it up at the top of the TV screen, we'd probably spend a whole lot less time looking at it. How long will you love what is worthless and pursue a lie? Lord, I don't love what is worthless. I will not pursue a lie. I love you and only you, Lord. Selah. Verse 3. Know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for Himself. That's right, Lord. You set me apart for Yourself and I belong to You. I don't belong to myself, Lord. I am Yours and I give myself freely and wholly to You. I am set apart for Your service, Lord. My tongue is set apart for You. My thoughts are set apart for your service. My hands are set apart to be, to, for you, Lord, to use as you see fit. My feet are set apart to walk around in the earth where you want to go. Lord, I'm set apart to bless you in every way. The Lord will hear when I call to Him. Yes, He will, will and does. Tremble or be angry and do not sin. Reflect in your heart while on your bed and be silent. Selah. Offer sacrifices in righteousness, or another translation is offer right sacrifices, and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us anything good? Let the light of your face shine on us, Lord. Tonight, that's what I'm asking you, Lord. Let your light, your face shine upon us. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and new wine abound. There ain't no buzz that can compare with the joy of the Lord. There's no wine buzz. There's no full tummy buzz that can compare with Your goodness, Lord. And with the joy that You've put within us. And Lord, I am joyful. I am joyful. In fact, I leap for joy. Lord, I worship You. I worship You, Lord. You are good in every way. And I exalt you, Father. You, you, you're amazing beyond what words can even tell. And I bless you. I bless you and I love you, Lord. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the joy. Lord, when I begin to look at things that are, are poking holes in my joy bag and starting to leak it all out, and when I'm getting my attention on other things, Lord, arrest me. By Your Spirit, shake me and show me what I'm looking at and get my focus back on You. And Lord, I said only You in front of my eyes. Thank You for helping me with this. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. There it is again. Man, am I going to sleep good tonight. For You alone, Lord, make me live in safety. Woo, Lord. Let's say it again. I will lie down and sleep in peace. After I get home. Psalms 5, 
It's for the choir director, and it's to be used with flutes, and it was a psalm of David. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. Pay attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for I pray to You. You are my King. You are my God. Thank You for hearing me. In the morning, Lord, You hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to You and watch expectantly. That's right, Lord. Every time I talk to You, I expect things. I expect You'll do what You said. I expect Your goodness, goodness, surely goodness and mercy to chase me down like hunting hounds. Father, I thank You that You watch over my ways and lead me in right paths for Your name's sake. Thank you, Lord, that you, you don't wait until the evening. That first thing in the morning, your ears are already open to what I have to say and what I have to ask. For you are not a God who, verse 4, you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors violent and treacherous people. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love, of your faithful kindness, of your loving kindness, Lord. I bow down toward your holy temple in reverential awe of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me. That's right, Lord. Thank you for leading me in the right path. Thank you for making a straight path before me. Not one that's twisty and windy and hard to follow. But Father, you've set a path before me. You've made a way where there wasn't a way. You've cleared out the stones. You've straightened out the road. And hallelujah, Lord, I thank you for being good to me. Verse 9, For there is nothing reliable in what they say. Destruction is within them. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongues. Punish them, God. Let them fall by their own schemes. Drive them out because of their many crimes, for they rebel against You. But let all who take refuge in You rejoice. Yes, let them shout for joy forever. Lord, I rejoice in You. Thank You for safety, Lord. I shout to You. Hallelujah, Lord! May you shelter them. Lord, I take shelter in you and I know that you shelter me. May those who love your name boast about you. Lord, I do. I brag about you. I tell about your goodness everywhere I go. And Lord, if I ever forget to and you're wanting to tell me to tell something, remind me and I'll just be obedient to do it. You know, faith shouts and rejoices. Faith is not depressed. In fact, say that to your neighbor. Faith shouts and rejoices. Faith is not depressed. You, Lord, bless the righteous one. You encircle him with favor like a shield. Lord, you've circled me. You're all around me. You've just made a shield around me of favor. Everywhere I go, the favor of God is already there before me, preparing the way for me. Everywhere I've been, the favor of God is the taste that's left behind, the smell that's left behind. Father, thank You that Your favor is on all sides of me. When I'm driving down the road, people just open up a way and let me come in. When I'm in a parking lot, Your favor goes before me. There's a parking spot right there for me. When I need something in the store, the item I need is there because Your favor has already prepared a way and directed me to the right place to go. Lord, I bless you. Thank you, Father, for leading me in your favor. Lord, help me to show your favor to others. Help me to show your favor, the, the, the loving kindness that you have for those around me. Help me to be a conduit, a pipeline, a river of living water, of favor to the people around me. Thank you, Lord.
Psalm 6, they used with stringed instruments, a psalm of David. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am sick. Or, or it could be the word weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. That's right, Lord. Because of your faithful love, rescue me. When I need rescued, when I've created a mess for myself, Lord, rescue me. Thank you for your faithful love. Thank you, Father, that you pull me out of the net, out of the miry clay. You've set my feet on the rock. You have rescued me. Hallelujah, Lord. You know, if you don't believe that God loves you, you won't believe any of that. You wouldn't believe that He'd rescue you from your own stupidity. Lord, thank You that You factored in all my stupidity when You put a call on my life. Thank You that You already knew all my sins, all my mistakes, and You loved me anyway. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. You're so good. You're so good to me. I love You, Lord. Verse 5, For there is no remembrance of You in death, who can thank you in Sheol? I am weary from my groaning. With my tears I dampen my bed and drench my couch every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They grow old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all evildoers, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help. The Lord accepts my prayer. Oh, thank you, Lord, for accepting our prayers. All my enemies will be ashamed, shake with terror. They will turn back and suddenly be disgraced. Father, thank You for taking up my cause. Thank You for taking up my cause. Psalm 7 is called a prayer for justice. And it's, it's one that he sang to the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjaminite. Lord my God, I seek refuge in You. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I, if I have done this, if there's any injustice on my hands, if I have done harm to one at peace with me, or have plundered my adversary without cause, may an enemy pursue and overtake me. May he trample me to the ground and leave my honor in the dust. Selah. Rise up, Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my adversaries. Awake for me. You have ordained a judgment. Let the assembly of peoples gather around you. Take your seat on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity. Let the evil of the wicked one come to an end. But establish the righteous. Establish the righteous. Let the wicked one's time in office, Lord, in this land, in government, come to an end. And Father, establish the righteous in our land. Establish them, Father. The ones that are righteous in our land, in, in every area, in every arena in this nation, Lord, establish them that everything would be built upon Your righteousness. And I thank You for this. The one who examines the thoughts... The one who examines the hearts and emotions. Now this word emotions is it, it, it's the word kidneys, but it means also reins, like reins of a horse. So uh, you, you, you direct 
the horses where you want it to go with reins. Like the Lord directs your thoughts with His reins. Directs your heart with His reins. Lord, You reign over me. You reign over my thoughts. I give You full permission to direct me, to rein me in, and to, to, to let me go where You want me to go. Direct me, Lord. You are a righteous God. Verse 10, My shield is with God who saves the upright in heart. Someone say that. My shield is with God. God is a righteous judge. Yes, You are, Lord. You are right in all Your judgments. They are true. They are perfect and they are pure. God, You are righteous in Your judgments. A God who shows His wrath every day. If anyone does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has strung his bow and made it ready. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He tips his arrows with fire. See, the wicked one is pregnant with evil, conceives trouble, and gives birth to deceit. He dug a pit and hollowed it out, but fell into the hole he had made. His trouble comes back on his own head. His own violence comes down on top of his head. I will thank the Lord for His righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord Most High. Yes, Lord, Your name, the name above every name. Thank You for giving us Your righteousness. Psalms 8, Psalm of David. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is Your name in all the earth. Lord, Your name is awesome. Jesus, I bless the name of Jesus. You have set Your glory above the heavens. From the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have established strength. On account of your adversaries you order in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. That's right, Lord. As I praise you, I'm strong. As I praise you, I'm strong. I grow in strength every day because I praise you, Lord. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a mortal human that you remember him, or the son of Adam that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, and the birds in the sky, and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the sea. Lord, you created us to have dominion. You created me to have dominion. You created me to walk in Your will on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, I just declare and decree that in my life and in my sphere of influence, Lord, that Your will will be done just as it is in heaven. Father, I thank You that You make the way plain and clear that I should walk in. And that I will, I will go with You every day, all the way, nothing left out, nothing forsaken, and only with eyes on You. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is Your name in all the earth. Psalms 9, a psalm of David. I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will declare all Your wondrous works. I will rejoice and boast about You. I will sing about Your name most high. When my enemies retreat, they stumble and perish before You. For you have upheld my just cause. You are seated on your throne as a righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have erased their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You have uprooted the cities and the very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established His throne for judgment. He judges the world with righteousness. He executes judgment on the nations with fairness. Father, thank You for being fair. 
The Lord is a refuge for the persecuted, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. Father, thank you for never abandoning me. Lord, I trust in you. I have a confident expectation that you will always do everything you said you would do. And when I bring my cause to you, Lord, I know that your hand is upon me and that you protect me and that you are always fair and right and just in all that you do in my behalf. Verse 11, Sing to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim His deeds among the nations. For the one who seeks an accounting for bloodshed remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the oppressed. Be gracious to me, Lord. Consider my affliction at the hands of those who hate me. Lift me up from the gates of death so that I may declare all your praises. I will rejoice in your salvation within the gates of daughter Zion. The nations have fallen into the pit they made. Their foot is caught in the net they concealed. The Lord has made Himself known. He has executed justice, snaring the wicked by the work of their hands. Selah. The wicked will return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. For the needy will not always be forgotten. The expectancy of the oppressed will not perish forever. Rise up, Lord. Do not let mere humans prevail. Let the nations be judged in Your presence. Put terror in them, Lord. Let the nations know they are only humans. Selah. Now many times in the Psalms as we read through this, and if you have an eye, if you're watching for it, you will see this, that it is prophetic of Jesus and of when He would go through the persecution and go through death and the cross and and go to hell on you and I's behalf and how the Lord didn't leave him there but resurrected him and brought him up out. As we read through this, you'll just see this again and again of, of, of snapshots of that. It's like David, he wrote a psalm about his life and it was prophetic of his life. It was symbolic of his life, but yet we know that it was much more accurately about Jesus than even his life. Celebration of God's justice in Psalms 9. It's a psalm of David. Oh, we'd already started reading that. Where were we? 10. Those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. Sing to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim His deeds among the nations. For the one who seeks an accounting for bloodshed remembers them. You mean we were ready for chapter 10. That's right, we were. Okay, let's jump forward to 10. I heard 10 and thought it meant verse 10. Okay, chapter 10. Need for God's justice. Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide in times of trouble? Have you ever felt that way? Or like it seemed like the Lord was hiding from you. I felt that way. In arrogance, the wicked relentlessly pursue their victims. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. For the wicked one boasts about his own cravings. The one who is greedy curses and despises the Lord. In all his scheming, the wicked person arrogantly turns up his nose and thinks there is no God. His ways are always secure. Your lofty judgments are out of his sight. He scoffs at all his adversaries. He says to himself, I will never be moved. From generation to generation, I will be without calamity. Cursing, deceit, and violence fill his mouth. Trouble and malice are under his tongue. He waits in ambush near settlements. He kills the innocent in the womb. It doesn't say that. I added that. But if you, if you read this section that I'm reading through, man, it sure seems to describe abortion and everything that goes with it. 
He waits in ambush near settlements. He kills the innocent in secret places. His eyes are on the lookout for the helpless. He lurks in secret like a lion in a thicket. He lurks in order to seize a victim. He seizes a victim and drags him in his net. So he is oppressed and beaten down. Helpless people fall because of the wicked one's strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He hides his face and we'll never see. Rise up, Lord God. Lift up your hand. Do not forget the oppressed. Why has the wicked person despised God? He says to himself, you will not demand an account, but you yourself have seen trouble and grief, observing it in order to take the matter into your hands. The helpless one entrusts himself to you. You are a helper of the fatherless. Yes, Lord, you are a helper of the fatherless. This was a precious verse to me as a young man growing up, as, as a young child growing up. I found this verse, and Lord helps those who are fatherless. Well, I qualify, Lord, so I was always grateful for this. Thank you, Lord, for helping me all those years. Thank you. Break the arm of the wicked, evil person until you look for his wickedness, but it can't be found. The Lord is king forever and ever. Yes, you are. You are king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their hearts. You will listen carefully, doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere humans from the earth may terrify them no more. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 11. Psalms 11 is a, a debate between David and his friends. And he's got himself, he's in this predicament, and his friends are telling him that he should just run away like a bird to the mountain because after all, what can you do? The foundations are broken. What can you possibly do anyway? Just run away and hide. And David is having this, this debate with his friends. So David starts out by speaking. He says, I have taken... Now this one apparently... Well, anyhow, I'll just read. I have taken refuge in the Lord. So that's his statement of faith. I have taken refuge in the Lord. Lord, like David, I've taken refuge in You. I do not look to man to deliver me. I look to You, Lord. You are my deliverer in all things. I have taken refuge in the Lord. So now he says to his friends, how can you say to my soul? And then he quotes them. This is the quote of his friends. Escape to your mountain like a bird. For look. Look. The devil always wants you to look. He always wants... He always wants you to look at the thing that would cause fear in you. Oh, look at it! Or the thing that would entice you off of the path. The forbidden fruit. Look at it! And after you see, and after you look, and after you stare, and after you spend a long enough time looking at the forbidden fruit, well, then you taste it. So the enemy always wants you to look. Also, notice what he wants him to look at here. For look, the wicked string bows. They put their arrows on bowstrings to shoot from the darkness at the upright in heart. So it's fear. He's trying to get him to look at fear. And fear always tries to set the terms. Don't allow fear to set the terms. You have the authority. And this is what they're saying. Flee because you're like a defenseless bird. I mean, what can you possibly do? Verse 3 says, when the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Right? You're helpless. What, what can you possibly do? What difference can you make? What, what, what difference can I make? This right here is why we've had so many believers not engaged politically in this nation. Because they felt like, what difference can I possibly make? When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? He's quoting his friends. 
This word foundations in the, in the Hebrew, this is what it means. Political and moral law and order. Political and moral law and order. When the political and moral law and order is destroyed, what can the righteous do is what, what his friends are saying to him. There's always something we can do. Verse 4, David goes on and says, The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord. The Lord. His throne is in heaven. His eyes watch. His gaze examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous, but He hates the wicked and those who love violence. He will rain snares, fire, and brimstone on the wicked. Let a scorching wind be the portion in their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright will see His face. Lord, thank You for this promise right here. Thank You that You've promised that I will see Your face. And Lord, I look forward to Your face. And in the meantime, I'll stay in Your presence. Psalms 12. A Psalm of David. Help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie to one another. They speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts. The Lord cuts off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks boastfully. They say, by our tongues, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who can be Lord over us? Because of the devastation of the needy and the groaning of the poor, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will provide safety for the one who longs for it. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. You, Lord, will guard them. You will protect them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl all around, and what is worthless is exalted by the human race. Psalms 13, a psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I'm shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because He has treated me generously. Yes, I sing to You, Lord. And I bless You, Lord, for delivering me. Psalms 14. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do vile deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the human race to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. This sounds a lot like Romans, doesn't it? Where all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Verse 4, Will evildoers never understand? They consume My people as they consume bread. They do not call on the Lord. There, they will be filled with dread. For God is with the generation of the righteous. Thank You, Lord, that You're with the generation of the righteous. Thank You, Lord, that You're with me and with all those that love Your name. Thank You, Lord, that You are with us and have not abandoned us. Thank You, Jesus, that You said You will never leave us or forsake us, Father. Thank You that You're right here with me right now. I worship You and I bless You and I say You are awesome beyond compare. 
You sinners frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord is His refuge. Verse 7, Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion. When the Lord turns back the captivity of His people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. I'm glad, Lord. I'm glad. Why be mad when you can be glad? Psalms 15. Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? The one who lives blamelessly, practices righteousness, and acknowledges the truth in his heart. Who does not slander with his tongue? Who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor? Who despises the one rejected by the Lord, but honors those who fear the Lord? Who keeps his word whatever the cost? Who does not lend his silver at interest or take a bribe against the innocent? The one who does these things will never fall. Will never be shaken. Lord, I live on your holy mountain because you've made me blameless by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me your righteousness and I will walk in it. I will continue in it. Father, I acknowledge the truth. I acknowledge the truth in my heart and I believe your words are refined silver and that they are your words and your heart and your will for this earth. Lord, I will not slander with my tongue. I will not harm my friends. I will not discredit my neighbors. Lord, I hate those that you hate. I reject those you reject. I honor those who fear you and hold you in reverential awe. Lord, I will keep my word whatever the cost. I will not lend my money at interest or take a bribe against the innocent. And Lord, because you said so, I will never fall. I will never be shaken. I am confident in you, Lord. Psalm 16 is a miktam of David, which means a poem or a writing, so apparently it wasn't a song. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Lord, I say that right now. You are my Lord. Lord, you are my Lord, my God, my King. I have nothing good apart from you. I have nothing good apart from you. Every good thing I have in my life has come from You, Father. And I thank You for these good things. Thank You for my family. Thank You for a house. And thank You for our car. Thank You for all these things that I have that make life so much easier. Thank You, Father, for a church to meet in and that we can come here tonight and worship You. Father, thank You that You've given me family and friends and that we together love You and worship You and we can together serve You. Thank You, Lord. I thank You, Father. You are good in every way. There's no shadow of turning from goodness in You. You're just awesome and amazing. Hallelujah, Lord. Verse 3, As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All my delight is in them. The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, and I will not speak their names with my lips. Lord, You are my portion. Now go ahead. Lord, You are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Lord, You've given me an amazing inheritance. 
Lord, when, we, when, when I see heaven and the reward that you've prepared for me, I know that it's going to absolutely be more than I can in my earthly mind even comprehend. And so I look to that day, Lord. I look forward to that time. And Lord, help me, help me to do your will in the earth so that that will be even better. I thank you for helping me. Thank you, Lord, that you care about the rewards you hand out to your children. Yes, increase us, Lord. Lord, you are my portion. Yes, my cup of blessing. I drink from you. Yeah, you hold my future. I have nothing to worry about in the future because it's in your hands. You hold it. That's right. My boundary lines, the borders have fallen for me in the best of places, Lord. You, you put them on the earth. You put them in the sky. Hallelujah. The boundary places are all over the place. Thank you, Lord. Everywhere my foot goes, you've given to me as an inheritance. Or everywhere that my foot flies, Lord. In that case, too. I will bless the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, even at night, when my thoughts trouble me or when my conscience or my, it's the word reins again, like the reins of a horse. When, when my reins instruct or chastise me, I place the Lord in front of me always. Oh yeah, Lord, I put you in front of me. I will not take my eyes off of you, Lord. I place you, your word in front of me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely. Man, full of life, vim, and vigor, and also rest. Able to shut down and rest when I get in my bed. For you will not abandon me to Sheol. See, this is, this is Jesus. He's talking about Jesus, all these things. For you will not abandon me to hell, to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. This is quoted by Peter in Acts when he's preaching about the resurrection of Jesus. You reveal the path of life to me. You reveal the path of life to me. You're in your presence, Father, is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. I'm just full of your joy, Lord. Your spirit is within me. I have abundant pleasures in you eternal pleasures. They don't quit. They don't go away. They're always there. They always will be there. They're just there from here into forever. Thank you, Lord. A prayer for protection. Psalm 17. Lord, hear a just cause. Pay attention to my cry. Listen to my prayer from lips free of deceit. Let my vindication come from you, for you see what is right. You have tested my heart. You have examined me at night. You have tried me and found nothing evil. You have deter I have determined that my mouth will not sin. That's right, Lord. I'm not going to sin with my mouth. My tongue and my lips are set apart for you and your service. They're sanctified. They're set apart for a special thing, and that special thing is serving you, Lord. Verse 4, Concerning what people do by the words of your lips, I have kept myself from the ways of the destroyer. My steps are on your paths. My feet have not slipped. Your words keep me from the path of the destroyer. I believe your words. Your words are in my lips, Lord. I speak your words. I declare your words and I believe them. Verse 6, I call on you, God, because you will answer me. Listen closely to me. Hear what I say. Display the wonders of your loving kindness, of your faithful love. Savior of all who seek refuge from those who rebel against your right hand. Protect me as the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from, from the presence 
of the wicked who treat me violently, my deadly enemies who surround me. They have closed up their fat. Their mouths speak arrogantly. They now surround me at every step. They set their eyes to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion, eager to tear, like a young lion lurking in ambush. Rise up, Lord. Confront him. Bring him down. With your sword, save me from the wicked. With your hand, Lord, save me from men, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their bellies with what you have in store. Their sons are satisfied and they leave their surplus to their children. But I, but I, Lord, I will see your face in righteousness. When I awake, I will be satisfied with your presence. When I wake up in the morning, Lord, you're there. When I wake up, you're the first thought. I am satisfied in your presence. I am satisfied in your face, Lord. Or in your form. Psalm 18. This is also found in 2 Samuel 22. And of, of the servant of the Lord David who spoke the words of this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all his enemies and from the power of Saul. Now, this is about David and his life. Yet when we read through here, we'll see that many of these things didn't actually happen in David's life. And they are completely a prophetic prophecy of Jesus. Jesus would fulfill this, yet it was also true in David's life. Well, if it could be true for David's life and Jesus fulfilled it and all the Psalms will be fulfilled, then I'm going to walk in it too. They belong to me. This is what he said. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock. Let's say that. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock where I seek refuge. My shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. There's no defeat in that. None. None. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. The ropes of death were wrapped around me, and the torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, and I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked. The foundations of the mountains trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He bent the heavens and came down. Total darkness beneath his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place. Dark storm clouds his canopy around him. From the radiance of His presence, His clouds swept onward with hail and blazing coals. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High made His voice heard with hail and blazing coals. He shot His arrows and scattered them. He shot His arrows and scattered them. Thank You for Your arrows, Lord. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed. At Your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of the breath of Your nostrils. Thank You for doing that for Jesus. Thank You for doing that, Lord. Thank You that You didn't let Him there. That You rescued Him and brought Him up out of there. Thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. I see lightning and I hear thunder. Woo! He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hate me, for they were too strong for me. 
They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. Thank you, Lord, that you set my feet in a spacious place. Thank you that you rescue me because you delight in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. I mean, Jesus had righteousness. He had cleanness of His hands. It was our sin that put Him in this predicament, not His own. For I have kept, 21, I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, all His ordinances have been in front of me and have not, I have not disregarded His statutes. I was blameless toward Him and kept myself from my iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in His sight. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. Thank you, Lord. You prove yourself faithful to me because I am faithful. You prove yourself blameless to me because I am blameless with the blood of Jesus. You prove yourself pure to me. You prove yourself pure, Lord. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. You're pretty sharp, Lord. You're pretty sharp. Thank you, Lord, that you are wiser than anyone that ever has been. For you rescue and oppress people, but you humble those with haughty eyes. Lord, you light my lamp. Lord, you light my lamp. Let's say that. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness. With you, I can attack a barricade. With my God, I can leap over a wall. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can run and not be weary. I can walk and not faint. I can walk on the mountaintops. I can go right through the valley of the shadow of death and you're with me right there. And I rejoice in you. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And in that valley of the shadow of death, Lord, you surround me with a shield. I'm encompassed with angels all around me, Lord. There is no time for me ever to be depressed or despondent because you are good, Lord. You are good. And I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Woo! Where were we? Climbing walls. With you I can attack a barricade and with my God I can leap over a wall. Did you know that's the Mexican's favorite Bible verse? At least those that climb over the wall to get here. You think, well, pastor, you wouldn't say that in your private time. Oh, you better believe I would. And the Lord and I would laugh. Verse 30, God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in Him. I take refuge in You and You're my, you're my shield, Lord. For, and You're a dependable shield. There ain't an arrow that can get past You. And no flame, no fire. Shoot, I don't even smell like smoke because You surround me. For who is God besides the Lord? Who is a rock? Only our God. God, He clothed me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of Your salvation. Your right hand upholds me. Your humility exalts me. You make a spacious place beneath me for my steps and my ankles do not give way. Right? There's a Bible verse for you, Karen. 
Your ankles do not give way. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. That Karen's ankles do not give way. Ankles, you are strong in the name of Jesus. Ankles, you are full of life and health in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pursue my enemies and overtake them. I do not turn back until they're wiped out. I crush them and they cannot get up. They fall beneath my feet. Now, here's something to understand. So many times when he's talking about enemies, don't think people. Think the spirits behind the people. The spirits behind the people. The, ones that, the spirits that are motivating them. To, those are the ones we have victory over. We love the people. Verse 39, You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You gave me the necks of my enemies. I annihilate those who hate me. They cry for help, but there is no one to save them. They cry to the Lord, but He does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust before the wind. I poured them out like dirt from the street. You sweep up the dirt and just put it in the trash can. It's not a problem for you. You pour it out. You have freed me from the feuds among the people. You have appointed me the head of nations. A people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me, cringing as soon as they hear they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. See, this is still prophetic about the time when every knee will bow to the King, Jesus. This has not all been fulfilled yet. It is still active and current. It still applies to today. Verse 46. The Lord lives. Hallelujah. You are alive, Jesus. You've been resurrected. Blessed be my rock. The God of my salvation is exalted. God, He grants me vengeance and subdues peoples under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. And if you say, yeah, but pastor, why, why are this, this is about Jesus. It's not about you. Oh, Wait a minute. My identity is in Him. I identify as Him. This is my victory. This is my victory. Therefore, I will give thanks to You among the nations. Lord, I will sing praises to Your name. He gives great victories to His King. He shows loyalty to His anointed, to David and His descendants forever. I know that we're going really late, especially when we're going to sing here in a moment. But I don't feel right stopping yet. So I'm going to keep going. And if you need uh, a potty break, go take one. Why is that funny? Yeah, that's right. Well, if I said it like a dad, I'd say leave one, don't take one. Yeah. Verse 49. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. He is Lord. I will sing praises to your name. Your name, Lord, I praise. He gives great victories to his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. And I'm one of David's descendants. I've been grafted in. I belong on the vine. And so forever you will show faithfulness to me because I'm one of yours. Psalm 19, the Psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. Now, now these, these first four verses are actually six verses. The first six verses is what we call natural theology. You can also find it in Romans 1 
where it talks about it in verse 19 and 20, how creation itself witnesses that there is a God. Creation itself tells the story that there is a God and that no person, man, woman, or child will ever be without excuse because in nature itself is the testimony of a living God. The heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse proclaims the work of His hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. But, I added the but, their message has gone out to the whole earth and their words to the ends of the world. See, creation can speak without words. It can speak without the sound of a voice. In the heavens He has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from His home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law or instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. Lord, Your law, Your instruction is perfect. It does renew my life. Your testimony, Lord, is trustworthy and it makes me wise. Especially when I'm simple and inexperienced and just plain dumb. Lord, You make me wise. Your testimonies, the things You've said, the things that You've testified to, they make me wise. Your Word works in me. And it has given me the mind of Christ. So now I am sharp and quick in my thinking. I have a supernatural memory, Lord. You give me a mind of Christ. And I thank You for this. Your precepts, Lord, they're right. And they make my heart glad. Not mad, Lord, but glad. Not sad, but glad. Your precepts, Lord, they're right. They make my heart glad. They make my heart glad. Shoot, my blood veins rejoice about it, Lord. Your command, Lord, makes, is radiant and it makes my eyes just light up. At Your command. When You tell me to do something, Lord, You light my lamp. You just light up on the inside of me. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. Enduring forever. I will always have reverential awe for You, Lord. And if I ever do something, Father, that is, is not in line with that attitude, I want You to stop me. I want You to tell me. I want You to send people to me to tell me, Lord, and I will come back onto the right way if that should ever happen. The judgments of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant, I'm your servant, Lord, is warned by them. I am warned by your word, by your precepts, by your ordinances, by your command, by your instruction, by your testimony. They warn me, and in keeping them, there is abundant reward. So, Father, thank you. Not only, not only do they give me the joy and all these things, but Lord, there's reward for it. You're amazing. Who would have thought of this but only You, Lord? Who perceives His unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep Your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to You, Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Psalms 20, this is a uh, psalm of David, and it, it's likely written 
at the events that are found in 1 Chronicles 19, where there was many horses and chariots that came in that battle that came against David. Verse 1, may the Lord answer you. It's like the people are, are, are saying this or, or praying this about the priest and the king. May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offerings, Selah. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, may he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory. Yeah, victory! Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Hallelujah. Lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to His anointed. He will answer Him from His holy heaven with mighty victories from His right hand. Some trust in chariots and others in horses. But we invoke the name of the Lord our God. Lord, I do not trust in my own provisions. I do not trust in my possessions. I do not trust in the friends that are surrounding me and my family members. Lord, I trust only in You. And I remember Your name. I invoke Your name, Lord. I have confidence, a sure foundation in the name of Jesus. And I thank You for this. They will collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. May he answer us on the day that we call. The king's victory, Psalms 21. Lord, the king finds joy in your strength. How greatly he rejoices in your victory. You have given him his heart's desires and have not denied the request of his lips, Selah. For you meet him with rich blessings. You placed a crown of pure gold on his head. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you saw fit not only to give us heaven, to give us peace, to give us joy, but you also saw fit to give us wealth. Thank you for that, for rich blessings. He asked you for life and you gave it to him and length of days forever and ever. Thank you for life. Thank you for length of days, many more. His glory is great through your victory. You confer majesty and splendor on Him. You give Him blessings forever. You cheer Him with joy in your presence. For the King relies on the Lord. Through the faithful love of the Most High, He is not shaken. This is my reality, Lord. This is my truth. This is the truth you have said. And I stand on it. And I confess it from a heart that believes and a mouth that says, Amen. Your hand will capture all your enemies. Your right hand will seize those who hate you. You will make them burn like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord will engulf them in His wrath and fire will devour them. You will wipe their progeny from the earth and their offspring from the human race. Though they stretch out harm against and devise a wicked plan, they will not prevail. Instead, you will put them to flight when you ready your bowstrings to shoot at them. Be exalted, Lord. In your strength, we will sing and praise your might. We will sing and praise your might. I sing and praise in your might, Lord. A psalm of David, Psalm 22, it's called the deer of the dawn. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? 
Isn't that what Jesus said as he hung upon the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from deliverance and from my words of groaning? My God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. By night, yet have no rest. But you are holy, dwelling in the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you. They trusted in you, rescued them. They cried to you and were set free. They trusted in you and were not disgraced. But I am a worm, not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by people. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They open the lip and shake their heads, or they sneer, they shake their heads. He relies on the Lord. Let Him save Him. Let the Lord rescue Him since He takes pleasure in Him. This is all talking of Jesus. It was you who brought me out of the womb, making me secure at my mother's breast. I was cast on you from the womb. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Don't be far from me because distress is near and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Bulls here were the Pharisees, the religious leaders. Many bulls surround me. Strong ones of Bashan encircle me. They open their mouths against me. Lions mauling and roaring. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax melting within me. Remember, they run the the spear into his side, and water and blood gushed out. My strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You put me into the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The dogs are the Roman soldiers. They've surrounded me. A gang of evildoers has closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Right? He was nailed to the cross. I can count all my bones. People look and stare at me. They divided my garments among themselves and they cast lots for my clothing. But you, Lord, don't be far away. My strength, come quickly to help me. Rescue my life from the sword, my only life from the power of these dogs. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen. That was Jesus' prayer as He cried out to the Lord. And now here's the answer. You answered me. I will proclaim Your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise You in the assembly. You who hear, you who fear the Lord, praise Him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor Him. All you descendants of Israel, revere Him. For He has not despised or abhorred the torment of the oppressed. He did not hide His face from Him, but listened when He cried to Him for help. I will give praise in the great assembly because of you. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear you. The humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. May your hearts live forever. Thank You, Lord, for strong, healthy hearts. Father, we humble ourselves right now. I humble myself before You. Thank You that You supply me with food to eat. Lord, I don't wake up in the morning and wonder where's my food coming from. You have been so good to me. Thank You, Lord, that I don't don't suffer hunger pains because of lack. Thank You, Father, that You've given me more than enough. You've given me enough that I can share with family and friends as they come. Father, thank You for good food to eat. Thank You, Lord, for giving me an amazing chef in my house to cook those meals. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will bow down before You. For kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules the nations All who prosper on earth will eat and bow down. All those who go down to the dust will kneel before Him, even the one who cannot preserve His life. 
Their descendants will serve Him. The next generation will be told about the Lord. They will come and declare His righteousness to a people yet to be born. They will declare what He has done. He wrote about you and I in Psalms 18 or 2022. He wrote about you and I in Psalms 22. That we're going to go tell it to people that ain't even born yet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you made a way for us to be family. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. Lord, you're my shepherd. I don't go my own way. I don't make my own decisions. But you are a good shepherd, and I submit to you. I do not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Plenty to eat. He leads me beside quiet waters. It's a refreshing place. It's streams of living water flowing from within. Thank you, Lord. He renews my soul. He causes my life to return when it's ebbed away. He leads me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even when I walk through the valley of imminent death is what that means, I fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me right in the face of my enemies. Lord, this is one of my favorite things that you have done. As you put it right in the enemy's face, your goodness. Thank you for covenant. Thank you for covenant. That covenant has made that possible. Thank you for covenant, Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. It overflows. It's saturated and saturates everything around me with your loving kindness, Lord. That is what happens. Only goodness and faithful love chase me down. Only goodness and faithful love are after me. Only your goodness and your loving kindness are hot in pursuit on my heels. And Lord, I'm not going to run away from it. In fact, I believe I'll let it overtake me, Lord, and just pile over me. Thank you, Lord, for your faithful love. Thank you that you've pursued me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord long as I live. I'm going to dwell in your house, Lord, in your presence, in your face, Lord, in your, in your presence. For the length of days. I want to make it through Psalms 20, 27. Can we make it that far? The King of Glory, a Psalm of David, Psalm 24. The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord. For He laid its foundations on the seas and established it on the rivers. By right of creation, it belongs to the Lord. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in His holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, and who has not sworn deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who inquire of him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob, Selah. Father, thank you for, for being good to Jacob. Thank you that you gave him so many good things that you gave him children thank you lord that it's from the seed of jacob that abraham came and then from the seed of abraham that jesus was came come to the earth thank you lord lift up your heads you gates 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 signify authority lift up your heads you gates rise up ancient doors 
There's an authority that's established in the earth from long ago. Long before the foundation of the world, there's an authority that's been established. And you and I have been given the authority to go and make disciples. Given the authority to bring light into the dark place. Then the King of Glory will come in. Verse 8, who is this King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Rise up, ancient doors. Then the King of Glory will come in. Who is He, this King of Glory? The Lord of armies. He is the King of glory, Selah. I'm so glad that you're the Lord of armies. I'm glad you have armies at your disposal. Father, I'm glad there's no power or force on heaven, earth, or beneath the earth that could overcome you and your armies. There are more that be with me than they that be with them. Dependence on the Lord. This is of David. Psalm 25. To you, Lord, I lift up my soul. That's, that's your thoughts, your emotions, your, your thinking. My God, I trust in You. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. No one who waits for You will be disgraced. And Lord, I wait for You. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make Your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me Your paths. I'll be a good student, Lord. Teach me Your paths and I'll walk in them. Lifting You up and glorifying You, Lord. Guide me in Your truth and teach me. Teach me, Lord, for You are the God of my salvation. I wait for You all day long. Remember, Lord, Your compassion and Your faithful love, for they existed from antiquity. Thank You, Lord. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my acts of rebellion. In keeping with Your faithful love, remember me because of Your goodness, Lord. The Lord remembers You because of His goodness, not because of Yours. The Lord is good and upright. Look at your neighbor and say, The Lord is good and upright. Therefore, He shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them His way. All the Lord's ways show loving kindness and truth to those who keep His covenant and decrees. Thank you for loving kindness and truth. Lord, for the sake of Your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. Who is this person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land. If you want to live a good life, Lord, I want to live a good life. So I want my descendants to inherit the land. I want my descendants to inherit the nations. I want my descendants, Lord, to do exactly what you said right here. And I fear you. And I will not abandon the fear of you, Lord. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him. To those he can trust. Lord, I want to be someone you can trust. He reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he will pull my feet out of the net. I had this dog, and um, I gave her such a silly name. Her name was Tipsy. And I was just little. And through my growing up years into my teens, she'd go with me everywhere on the farm, walk with me. And um, as soon as I stop, anything I do, I could be working and she'll be laying off to the side just intently, eyes on me, just watching every move, watching, watching, watching. And if I so much as just look in her direction, oh, her tail, flop, 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 and gets a smile on her face, you know, her eyes were just glued on me, right here. My eyes are always on you, Lord, just like my dog. My eyes are on you and I adore you. 
Verse 16, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and forgive all my sins. Thank you for forgiving my sins, Lord. Consider my enemies. They are numerous and they hate me violently. Guard me and rescue me. Do not let me be disgraced, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and what is right watch over me, for I wait for you. May integrity and what is right watch over me, for I wait for you. God, redeem Israel from all its distresses. Psalm 26, vindicate me, Lord, because I have lived with integrity and have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and reins, my mind. For your faithful love is in front of my eyes, and I live by your truth. That's right, Lord, I live by your truth. Your truth is life to me. I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers, and I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wondrous works. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I love the house where you dwell, the place where your glory resides. Do not destroy me along with the sinners or my life along with men of bloodshed and whose hands are evil schemes and whose right hands are filled with bribes. But I live with integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. I will bless the Lord in the assemblies. This is an assembly, you understand. I will bless the Lord in the assemblies. Psalm 27. My stronghold. The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire. To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Yes, Lord. Gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking Him in His temple. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We don't have far to go. You're already at home with Him in the temple. You live in the same house. The Holy Spirit and you live in the same house. Wow, this is good news. Gazing on the beauty of the Lord. Seeking Him in His temple. For He will conceal me in His shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of His tent. And He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in His tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek my face, Lord. I will seek your face. Now, this word seek, it's in the plural. It means it's to an assembly. You could literally say, my heart says this about you. Church, seek my face. Church, assembly, seek my face. Lord, we will seek your face. Verse 9, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Worship team, you can come. Even if, 
my father and mother abandon me, even if my husband or wife abandons me, even if my family or my children abandon me, even if my fellow citizens abandon me, even if everyone I love and care abandon me, good news, the Lord cares for me. The Lord sees me. He sees me and He cares. I matter to Him. Say that. I matter to Him. Because of my adversaries, show me Your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. I am certain that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Lord, I'm certain that I will see your goodness on full display right here in the U.S. of A. Lord, I am certain that I will see your goodness in this state of Pennsylvania, in this county of Lancaster and surrounding areas. Lord, I am positive that your goodness will be seen by all in these areas. Wait for the Lord. Yes, we do. We wait for you. We're expectant of you, Lord, of your goodness. We expect good things. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Get up and stand up with me and say to each other, look to a neighbor and say, be strong. Be strong. Let your heart be courageous. And wait for the Lord. Lord, I wait for you. I wait for you. And I mount up with wings like the eagle. I will run and not be weary. I will walk and not faint. Lord, I will accomplish all that you've set before me. You will fulfill your purposes within me in regarding to the destiny that you've created me for. Lord, we're going to hit the mark. We're going to hit the mark right in the center of the bullseye because, Lord, you've got good aim and you will perfect all things that concern me. And I thank you for this, Lord. I rejoice in your word. I rejoice in your word. I praise your word, Lord. I praise your word. Worthy is the name of the Lord. Let's worship him. Father, I lift up these, your people, and I ask you, Lord, that as we go from this place this week, that by your Spirit, we'll walk in a greater anointing than before, that we have eyes to see, that we have eyes to see the one that's not in, because, Lord, we're already in, but, Lord, give us eyes to see. Help us to to be bold, Lord, this week in glorifying Jesus and what you have done for us personally, of what you have done for for those around us. Lord, even now in this moment, I just ask that you would awaken within us something that you want to do tonight. 
even before we leave this building in a way that you would have each one of us bless another. Maybe a word of encouragement, Father, whatever it is, um, prophetically or prophesy or or whatever, Lord, we are the sheep of your pasture. So, Lord, I give you permission and I invite you to minister to us now in this moment. Direct us that we would continue to worship you in deed and in truth, not just in song. And we submit our life to you. Let's say that to the Lord. I submit to you, Lord. All that I am and all that I have belong to you. The Father of lights who shines in me. Hallelujah. Well, be blessed as you go. Make worship a lifestyle, not an event that happens once a week. Be livers and doers of the truth. Good evening, everyone. Are you as happy as I am to be here tonight? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Woo. Praise the Lord. All I can say is praise the Lord. So living a life of praise is really fun. But it's also very, very powerful. And I don't think anybody here would say that praise isn't praise fabulous. But do you take responsibility, personal responsibility, to praise God when you don't feel like it? Come on, right? So we all know that praise is a choice of the spirit and the will, right? It's not feelings, because if, hey, if it was based on feelings, half the time we wouldn't be praising God. But it's not based on that. It's Praise is something that comes from our heart. And Colossians 2, 7 says that when you praise, you abound in faith. So no praise, no abounding in faith. Come on. So praise affects you. It affects God. It affects the devil, correct? It affects really everything about your life. And, and, and so let's look at a couple examples. What would have happened if the Israelites did not praise around the walls of Jericho? No victory, right? What about in Acts 16 with Paul and Silas in the inner prison? If they didn't praise, they sure in the heck didn't feel like it, right? But they praised. What happened? Salvation came to the whole prison. All the doors got open, and they walked out in freedom. Now, that's pretty darn good. Think about how powerful praise is. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5. This is phenomenal. Everybody ready? Solomon had completed the house of the Lord. He brought all the gold, the silver in. He assembled the elders and and, uh, the heads of tribes in 2 Chronicles 5. The priest brought the Ark of the Covenant into the inner sanctuary, the most high place. The Levites were there, the cymbals, the stringed instruments, and the harps, and the trumpets, they were all there. And in verse 13, indeed it came to pass when the trumpeters, the singers, 
we're one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanksgiving to the Lord that when they lifted up their voices with triumph and singing and cymbals instruments of music praising the Lord saying for he is good his mercy endureth forever that the house of the Lord was filled with the glory of God hallelujah is he the same yesterday today and forever is he the same God will he not do it for us too flip over to second Corinthians chapter 20 look what else praise does King Jehoshaphat feared because a great multitude of Amorites were coming toward them to annihilate them all what did Jehoshaphat do he said he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord a posture of seeking the Lord it takes humility to do that what did he do he proclaimed the fast through the whole land in verse 12 he said to God oh God we do not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us nor do we know what to do you ever feel that way you just don't know what to do but my eyes are set on you what a posture see God's seeking that from every one of us no matter what you're going through Jesus is your answer if you posture yourself in humility and worship and praise he will hear from heaven he inhabits the praises of his people look in verse 15 God answered wait a minute what after they proclaimed and positioned themselves to hear from the Lord God answered them yeah. praise the Lord he said don't be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but mine saith the Lord you will not need to fight in this battle position yourself again what is that position he asked us of us to do a position of praise praise and worship position yourself stand still and see the salvation of the Lord for the Lord is with you Jehoshaphat he bowed his head to the face of the ground and all of Jerusalem worshiped the Lord are you catching the position so they rose up early in the morning and Jehoshaphat said hear me O Judah you inhabitants hear me church of the word and all of you sitting here and listening to by tape believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established believe his prophets and you shall prosper and then he appointed all who should sing to the Lord all who should praise the beauty of his holiness and they went out before the army the big tough warriors the singers went out first and they were singing praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever didn't we just see that in first in in second Chronicles 5 something about that praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever now when they began to sing them praise the Lord everybody say the Lord the Lord, the Lord set an ambush on all the enemy again Amen. position yourself 
stand still before the Lord, your eyes on the author and finisher of your faith. Set yourself in a position of praise and worship and let the Lord do your fighting. Glory to God. Amen. One more Psalm. Psalms 100. You probably all know it by heart. But look at this. Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know, know this. He is God. He is the Lord. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with be thankful unto him and bless his name why for the lord is good he's so good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures forever glory to god let's stand up family of god in one voice one accord one spirit, one heart, and let's give him all the honor and praise that is due his name. Hallelujah. Don't you appreciate Karen? Because all stirred up. person of Jesus came willing to place himself on a cross to shed his blood for you and I to be buried for three days this Jesus paved the way for each and every one of us to wake up in the spirit to become alive unto the father therefore if any man be in Christ he's what a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are become new. That's your born again experience. And Jesus made that possible for me and you. The empty tomb represents the power and the glory that the Father bestowed Jesus on for our behalf. Each and every one of us walk in that power. Walk in that glory, representing Jesus on the earth today. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're looking good tonight. Like, like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Wow, you're looking good. Well, church, we've got a local mission here that we love. We've seen miracles, salvations, healings. People are opening their hearts for prayer. It's called City Gate. CityGate Lancaster and CityGate Columbia. All of you who are involved in that tomorrow morning, come on up here. Come on out. If you don't think you're coming, but you might, come on up here. This is our local ministry. We should get a flag for Columbia and Lancaster up there. Be <laughs> yeah, because we are about the Father's business. And that is the heart of the Father, is that he has many sons and daughters that come into the kingdom of light.
the kingdom of God. He wants all of us coming home. Amen. So we're helping that. We're helping people out on the streets. We go to the streets, the byways. We bring lunches. We offer that first. And then we ask him, can we pray for you? Many things, miraculous things have happened. Not just for them, but for all of us. We're all changed because we're about the Father's business. We really encourage you, if you've never stepped out, come and hang with any one of us. We walk together and we have this enjoyment of sharing the gospel, simply sharing the gospel. And what God does through it is just out of this world. Pastor. In Proverbs 11, it says this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. You are the righteous because Jesus made you so, and your fruit is a tree of life. And it goes on and says, a wise person wins souls. And we have a whole bunch of wise people up here. A wise person wins souls. You know, when the Holy Spirit came upon you, you were empowered to be a witness. So tomorrow when you go out and when you tell people a Bible verse, when you smile and tell them that God loves them, when you tell them about the good news, when you pray for them and lay hands on them, I fully expect that there's going to be signs and wonders that accompany that. And so we're going to thank the Lord for that right now. Father, we thank You in advance, Father, for signs and wonders, for Your Word to be confirmed conform tomorrow as they lay hands on people, as they prophesy, as they, as they tell the good news, Lord, that your, your Word will be confirmed every time they say it, Father, that by Your Spirit, You will touch people and encounter people and cause their world to forever be different after tomorrow. And I thank You for this. Father, I thank You for a special boldness upon these people. Fill them full of Your Spirit, full and overflowing. Lord, cause in Columbia and in Lancaster there just to be an outbreak of Your Spirit in those places. And we claim Columbia for the name of Jesus. And we claim Lancaster City for the name of Jesus. And we worship You, Lord. And we thank you for it. Thank you for your safety going before them. That you are their rear guard. Thank you, Lord, that you will bring us back with much rejoicing. With souls along with them. In Jesus' name. And amen. Well, the children can be dismissed to their classes and the teachers. And while they're going, why don't you turn and love on someone, hug someone, introduce yourself. Well, good evening again, everyone. It's good to see everybody fellowshipping, loving on one another. It's good to be together again. Yes. We're excited about that. I do. I count it a privilege to come and to have family and uh, church family where we believe together and hook up together and, and advance the kingdom of God together. I count that a privilege. So it's always an excitement to see one another and come in together in this way. Well, if this is your first time to Church of the Word International, we'd like you just to wave your hand at us so we can acknowledge you. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us tonight. We have an information card here. Oh, there's some over here as well. Welcome. We're excited to have you with us. If you care to, you can fill that out and uh, put that in the offering basket when it goes by. Before we 
receive the offering. We're changing things up a little bit. Um, I wanted to strongly encourage ladies, how many of you know there's a women's breakfast coming up March 25th? So in two weeks, we have a sign-up sheet in the back. It's really important that if you plan to attend that breakfast that you put your name down as we set a place for every name. So it's in the back, and you can sign up for that. Uh, Alan Erickson, would you like to come up? We're going to let him share. He's going to be heading to Sri Lanka. Is that correct? You're going to share about your upcoming trip? Yes. Good evening. And I'd like to echo her sentiments in just how good it is to be in the house of the Lord with your family. I mean, there's no better place to be. There's, it's just joyous time. And as I, I was thinking about what to share tonight, Pastor Sid said, well, I'll give you five minutes. And I said, I can do it in less than that. So, but, so you got, you got the, the, the watch out. So, but what, what I thought was that this is an opportunity. That's what I'm going to give you. It's an opportunity. And... Basically, God laid on my heart several things coming up with this trip. I'll be leaving on March 16th, and I will be gone through April 14th. But God has put on Pastor Perdeep's heart, who many of you know, to do a couple things for actually several years. One is he leads missions out into the middle of nowhere, villages that people almost don't even know exist, out in the jungle, up in the mountains, whatever. And the nation of Sri Lanka is struggling mightily economically. So he loads up, rents a truck, loads it up with food supplies, enough to take so that they can survive for the next month or so. We'll, the first week I'm there with him, we're going to be going to a couple villages and doing that. And I can tell you that through Abundant Life Center, they've already said they're going to take care of that. Well, week two, uh, basically something new that God's put on Pastor Pradeep's heart is to do crusades throughout the nation. And by crusades, you may think like Billy Graham, 80,000, 100,000 people. But what we're talking there is he's finding facilities where you can maybe put four or 500 people where really the gospel hasn't been presented for everyone to hear. And I know he did one in January, and he sent me some information afterwards that basically they were able to lead over 100 people to Christ after that three-day time. He just finished one on February 26th, 27th, and 28th. Haven't heard back from him after that, but the second week that I'm there, the last week of March and in the beginning of April, he'll be doing his third crusade this year. So this is something new he's put on his heart. And what God put before me and I asked Pastor Sidney, I said, can we lay this before the church, my family here at CWI, and say, would you be willing to help give in to handling the expenses that Pastor Pradeep would incur during that week? And Let's put it this way. I also know that this church is a giving church. And what I will tell you is if more comes in than what's needed for that week, it'll just go directly to Pastor Pradeep because he and his family can use it too. So you'll have that opportunity to give tonight. And thank you. Yes, thank you for sharing. And so if you'd like to have, take this opportunity to sow into the country of Sri Lanka, you can just put on your check in the memo field. Uh, normally, we often, or often when we have separate like missions offerings and things, we'll take a separate basket passing, but we're not going to do that. So if you want to give into this work, you can put it in this offering. Just make sure you memo it, Alan Erickson, and we'll get the funds directly to him. How many need a cash, an envelope for your cash giving? Please raise your hand, and our lovely ushers will bring you one. If you're giving by check, you can make it out to CWI. If you're giving by credit card, you have opportunity to do that as well. Just please fill out all of the blanks, even email. That's all needed.
How many know it is right to tithe and to return offerings to the Lord? It's a matter of honor. Um, yes, it's, a, it's part of our worship. But it demonstrates a heart of honor to the Lord. And if you study into this in the Word, you're going to see this over and over. Because you just can't hide what's in the heart. If it's in the heart, there's this outward demonstration. It just comes out. And really, the word honor, when you, when you begin to talk about honor, honor, the word, has to do with value. It's to place a value on something. So when you honor someone or something... We put a value on that by bringing something of value, something I value, to that. not sure if I'm saying this right. Well, what do you value? What, do you, what is a value to you? Well, I thought of some things. You know, many of us value time. Some don't, but many of us value time. Money, um, possessions. Maybe you value food. But, you know, all of these things represent... So, so if I... Um, Let's, let's take the possessions thing. You know, my children, when they were little, well, some of them are still in this, in this place, my youngest, they don't value money so much, but they value their possessions. I remember when Adrian was little, and um, he felt like the Lord told him to give his most prized possessions up, Iron Men. He had a collection of Iron Men figures. And the Lord told him to give up all of his Iron Men. Now, these were prized things. These were things that he always had clutched in his hand. I don't care if he's trying to tie his shoes or eat his food. These iron men were his things. And the Lord said, give them up. And he gathered them up, and he gave them away. Why? Because there's an honor there. That was something of value to him, so that's what he put on it. Right? You know, my daughter, I mean, I, I'm just giving examples because this is my home. I know I'm sure you all have examples you can think of, too. But, you know, she doesn't value. You give her a dollar bill, she's going to be like, eh, that's green paper. I mean, you know, somewhat. <laughs> Don't stop giving her money if you give money to her. <gasps> because she does value. She recognized you gave her a gift. But my point is she'll collect these in her room and they're just, you know, paper. But her sister, last birthday... She had a birthday, and she wanted to give her a gift. Now, Adele loves gymnastics. She goes to gymnastics class. And, you know, we didn't really have it in the budget to put both of them in gymnastics. So one of them was. And so Ariel kind of, yeah, she kind of wanted to, but, you know, we couldn't do both of them. So, but Adele came to me. She wants to give Ariel a gift. Can I give her my gymnastics class? I mean... That, what? Because that's something she valued. That was something of honor to her, and she wanted to, see, it was in her heart, and what was valuable to her, she wanted to place on her sister, which means I value my sister. Now, we, it didn't work out, because if you sign an agreement for one person, you know, the, 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 the class didn't, that didn't float. But I loved the heart. So placing value or placing an honor on God. Turn to uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 29. You know, God doesn't need your money to pay the light bill in heaven. But when we give to him, when we take something of value, I mean, for most of it, it is going to be money. Because money represents uh, what we can do or not do on this planet. It represents our time. It It just represents so much of your life. He doesn't need your money, but when we do that, we are demonstrating a value 
that we place on, on the Lord and on his works, on his people, we need to demonstrate honor. It's not that he, well, if you don't, if you, don't you know, I, I need to take care of the roads up there. <laughs> That's not what's going on. But I wanted to, I, I wrestled with this, um, how to bring this out, because I know I can't read this whole chapter, chapter 29. But there is a spirit in here I want you to catch, a spirit of honor. Um, the setting is, is the baton is being passed to Solomon. King David is um, putting in his son as king. And so the whole assembly, the people have, are gathered. They're wanting to uh, begin collecting funds to build the temple. And I love King David's heart. You know, he's bringing them all, and he begins to tell this in front of the whole assembly. He says in verse 2, With all of my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, wood for the wood, as well as onks for the settings, turquoise, stones, various things. He goes on, and he's saying all, of, all these things he brought, it says, in large quantities. He says, Besides, in my devotion... Do you hear the heart? To the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of everything, my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. In other words, he's given his resources that he has to him as king, but now I'm going to dig into my personal bank account because I just, I, he's placing a value on the Lord and on his work, on building this church. It's building. I mean, you know, we would say church, not temple. And so he goes on and says all what he's doing, what he's providing. Now he says, now who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? See the connection between that heart surrender and that consecration of this outward demonstration. I'm bringing this, these things of honor, things that I value, and he, it's referenced as consecration. Do you see that? He says, Who will, who's willing? Then the leaders of families. Now, the leaders of families, the officers, the, the uh, ones in charge of thousands and commanders and officials in charge, they stepped out first. You got to lead. It starts from the top. You know, you can't expect your kids to do what you aren't willing to do. You can't expect the people to do what the pastor's not willing to do. You know, you can't expect... Um, those under you to, to you set the example, right? And they did. They came willingly. No one coerced them. No one said, "Hey, you really ought to." And <sighs> willingly, and they came and brought all this. And then it says, "Anyone who had precious stones gave them." So, as God enabled them, they gave. I'm sure that varied. You know, not everyone had precious stones. As God enabled them, and as their heart was willing, they gave. And they gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehel, the Gershonite. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. And I'm going to have to stop there because, I mean, I, I could keep going, but I would take the rest of <laughs> I just felt impressed to bring out tonight 
that it's a matter of honor. Don't lose sight of that. This is representing your time, your efforts, what you value, and he's worthy of it. He is worthy of it. So let's return the tithes and our offerings recognizing our good God, and let's give him honor. And um, I'm going to ask the pastor to come pray over the offering. All right, take a hold of your tithe or your offering and let's pray over it. Father, we just present to you right now um, a token of our faith and a, a material substance to what we believe that you are our source, that you, are, you meet all of our needs. And Father, you said that we should, uh, we should do the work of the kingdom and it takes finances to do that too. So Lord, we submit to you tonight these offerings and this tithe and we thank you that you watch over your word to perform it, that as the giver gives, it will be given again unto those that sow it. Lord, that as we cast our bread on the water, it will come back again. And we thank you for this, Lord. We're looking to be empowered by you and you alone to do even greater things in this end time harvest. In Jesus' name, and amen. Well, the ushers can wait on the people, and the people will give unto the Lord. Tomorrow, we will be down in Richmond ministering in our church plant down there. We're still meeting every other week on a bi-weekly schedule Sunday afternoons at 2 in the afternoon. And um, John will be going down with Jen and I. And then um, we actually have Damon and his wife are already down there. So they're going to be joining us. And any of you that decide you're going to come as well. So if you, if you need an address, let me know and, and we'll get it to you. Be, be in faith with us that the word will not return void. And that it will find good and fertile ground in the hearts of those who hear.